0: All right, welcome back to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. I've just had to lay a bunch of ground rules because Dave is actually in person in my basement in the land of uh, the in-betweener bucks. And <laughs> there's not a lot of giants, but there's a lot of tweeners.
1: Uh, in the studio.
0: Yeah, in the studio. But I had to lay these ground rules because he's he's hitting the mic stand. He's putting stuff down on the table. It's a catastrophe. <laughs> he, he's out of control.
1: He Literally, I have nowhere to put my beer. I just got to hold it here and just let it get warm in my hand.
0: You like warm beers, fun fact.
1: I'll drink them, yeah.
0: No, I go over to Dave's house. He will literally take beer out of the fridge and put it on the counter and be like, those will be primo temp
1: in 10 minutes. Yeah, you got to let them cool down just uh, or or warm up, I guess, just a bit.
0: Absolutely not. I like them ice cold. (laughs) Like, if I go to Dave's house, I bring my little dad cooler because it's got a sling, you know, it's tactical. (laughs) Tactical. I put beers in it and I load it with ice because I want them ice cold.
1: No, yeah. I like them out the fridge about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. I can drink them faster. When they're they're that cold, you can't drink them that fast. He's got priorities.
0: (laughs) All right. So, today's podcast is going to be some of the topics that we saw come in on our Facebook post. I appreciate everybody who wrote into that. Um so we're going to tackle those. We do have a rant of the day. <laughs> um, another thing to note is we put out on our YouTube some double stick videos um, as far as just a breakdown, first impressions. That's out there on YouTube land. If you guys are looking to pick up some wolf custom gear, go ahead and enter our code at checkout. That's W-E-X-P in the little discount code area of checkout. Um plan to do maybe a little more testing as well for, for videos for guys debating oh, a couple things on, on, on steps and how they want to run them. But uh, I got some video ideas in mind. I don't want to throw those out there before people steal them. Yeah. Um,
1: people have been posting a lot of stuff online about them double steps and how they're doing it and how they're rigging them. And yeah. One guy was like shrink wrapping some rubber on there and stuff, which... You well, definitely gotta was, tape them
0: because it's a lot of metal together.
1: Yeah, he was getting some flack because we were like, "Oh, you're gonna slip on there with with wet boots and just like no." Yeah, yeah. He, he let him do what he wants.
0: Yeah, I saw Zach <laughs> had figured out a J-hook method, like underneath the seat that was decent. Like I, yeah, I could I see, see that, that. working. Yeah, my only that. thing would be if it carries weird being all that weight kind of low on that stand. Yeah, because I like to weigh higher. Yeah, but but it, it's good to see guys but testing they're you and know, figuring them out. You're talking that's
1: like six pounds at the bottom. That's it's true. not like you're. it's a bunch of weight. That's
0: one of those questions. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but Dave, we got to hit the the rant of the day because it's been a minute. We forgot it on one of our last podcasts. Yep. Um, what is today's rant or topic, real quick?
1: Um, this is a rant that um, I'm sure a lot of people are far too familiar with. It is the... We might want haters in the building. <laughs> yeah, We might want to put a disclaimer on this because uh, I'm probably going to do a lot of cussing on this podcast. Yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> disclaimer, if you got kids listening, you might want to Best wait for kids... a <laughs> couple minutes here, but we're okay. going to let it rip. But, These haters. Yeah. You know, why? You know, that's my biggest question. What the fuck do you got going on in your life that you just feel the need to stop? And, and type some hate on some shit, you know? like So negative. It's for, for fucking no reason. Like, when we put out, like, YouTube videos and shit like that, like, for the most part, people like our stuff, you know? And if we get, like, some constructive criticism or people want to, um, if they have a problem with it, then by all means, fucking message us, let us know, you know, or just write something on there about the video whatnot, but to just fucking just go on there, take time out of your day to... To to type some negative shit and to fucking hit dislike, like honestly, I've never pressed dislike on any video ever. I've never made a negative comment ever because it's like, well, well, whatever. And I could, I could. Yeah, you're carry, very like, good, good about scrolling past. Like, who gives a shit? Well, what, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why do you care that much? You know, first of all, where the fuck's your video at? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Jesus Christ, man. Whoops. It's just you see it, you see it on everybody's. You know, like we we have a, we have a lot of good. Uh, Good friends and and people that we know that put a lot of content on YouTube. We got like uh Walt and Parker and you know the Breaking Point and all these guys. Great mm-hmm. YouTube channels, you know. Phenomenal. You look at everyone their videos. They're gonna have a couple dislikes and they're gonna have some fucker that who just messages and just writes some stupid ass comment on there. It's like who the fuck is this guy? You know, and you yeah. just anonymous comment mm-hmm. for no reason, just random ass hating. It's like fuck you, dude. You know, <laughs> like this. It just it just doesn't it just. It, Blows my mind how, how, how someone has nothing else better to do than to just fucking do some shit like that. Yeah. And then with the Facebook, don't even get me started there. That's even that, another story.
0: Yeah. So, so I have two quick points, topics of this is one, one of my favorite responses was the breaking point posted a really cool photo of a buck they had harvested and like the shot angle or whatever, like you, they, they, somebody ripped them like, Oh, way to shoot him in the hindquarters. The breaking point, literally, next post, 120 frames, super slow-mo has the the real kill shot from that buck. It's a perfect, like, 11 ring, like, smoke show. But the angle, obviously, like, the guy only saw one side of it. Yeah, yeah. And they literally tagged the dude and said, hey, bud, here's your comment. <laughs> like, there is no better, like, middle finger back to, to, yeah. to have that slow-mo, epic, lighted knock going right into an 11 ring. From that guy. And, and, and you know, the other thing is Facebook's bad. Facebook's YouTube bad, yeah. is the Wild West because it doesn't link to a face.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's probably worse. Yeah.
0: You know, you get so many people like... You did a video on how you pack your ambush platform and, and sticks. And yeah. a lot of guys were like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I like what you did there. Um, you had a really good pack review also that week. And this dude was like, why do you carry six sticks? Yeah, like you should do the one stick method, and I, am I'm, I'm like, dude, have you ever set up a tree stand within like seventy to hundred yards of a white tail yeah. that's bedded,
1: <laughs> and do some like little like air hump thing? Air and, hump, DRT. <laughs> those guys can kick rocks for all I care. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do, but yeah, go, go for it, you know. And, and I'm not going to like. And then when someone puts out, a, if someone were to put out a video, here's how I do the DRT method, and here's why it's the best. Even though I think it's stupid. I'm not going to press dislike on it. I'm not going to comment on it like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so fucking stupid. Because I just don't give a shit. Like, oh, if I think it's dumb, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if that's what you want to do, then that's dude who didn't do, do it. I, yeah. don't give a sh- I don't care that much. You know? Yeah.
0: The only th- the guy I would like look at is like, like your neighbor guy. Let's say he's trying to get into mobile hunting and he's like, guys, should I try this one stick method? I'd yeah. be like, dude, let me sit
1: you down. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that's true. Like
0: six hunts a year, like I'll be like mid camera arm install and like have to stop. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that that I, you know, you can talk about like, what do you think is effective as a hunter at that point if you're trying to give somebody new into hunting yeah. advice. But
1: yeah, yeah, so pretty, uh, pretty, pretty vagrant for the most part. I think everybody kind of knows it. You know, I think a lot of people are sick of it. You know, you see these you see these haters that come on some of these Facebook posts and like. Now people will
0: create like phony accounts. Well, and the haters are starting hater. to
1: get blasted now too. You know, a lot of people are starting to blast some of the haters, which is which is good, I think. You mm-hmm. know, it's like get these guys out of here. Like, what is your problem? You know, and you you'll see the same few guys on Facebook that are always the haters on every single post on different pages in the whole nine yards. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Like. <laughs> It's just it's it's a downer, man. It's a, it's a big downer. It's a downer for the hunting community, you know.
0: Yeah. So let's go through these comments. As far as we got twenty eight of them on our Facebook post. I think uh, there's a couple funny 28? ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some that we'll probably dive into a little more than others, and I think we move past some of them quickly. Yeah. Um. Do we start at the top or do we pick some of the more popular ones?
1: Just go right at top to bottom. Okay.
0: Uh. Interpreting. God damn,
1: that's a paragraph.
0: Well, interpreting trail cam picks. Uh, Time of day, direction of travel. Uh, What do we do? One. What was it? Like interpreting trail cam picks of target bucks. Hmm. Taking in location, direction, Mm -hmm. win. So what do we do? Honestly, we're not all that hip to the trail cam game. I have trail cammed a few bucks, but I would say for the most part, it is proof of life of a good one. A big buck is in that area, potentially.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, Well... Go ahead it's it, we know everybody runs trail cams in the summer you know and then um that where those we we all it does is tell you a buck's in the area you know depending on where you're at and where you're hunting at and where your trail cameras are at and depending on the ag that's around if there's not many like bean fields around then then those trail cams could really not mean shit because those bucks are are not necessarily where they normally live at yeah
0: and Sturgis talks about it all the time like summer habitat for for velvet bucks because it's a it's a lot different than well they'll be in the fall um just yeah. because they don't want to get those antlers uh smashed like cover like uh, a white tail buck he's big on dude they don't necessarily like the the thickets the cover because of that velvet being so fragile and sensitive um
1: same with corn yeah yeah exactly so it's and it's like it's weird how like um I guess it's not weird, but it's like uh, it's the way it's meant to happen. It's why they way they've evolved Mm -hmm. is that when when, once soon as they start shedding the velvet and their their horns start to become a lot harder, you know, Mm -hmm. is when the corn becomes edible for them. Yeah, and so it's like it times up like perfectly, you know, just as the way, you know, I guess evolution. I don't, I don't, shit, I don't know. Yeah, but no, so (laughs) like
0: I guess getting back to like the question, the 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 wind direction, like so. I I mean, I will look at a buck if he has come through multiple times that yeah, Yeah. I will then look at weather conditions and, and everything. Like currently we've pulled some of our farm country cams and all those bucks are only in there once or twice. And I haven't really sat down and done an analysis yet on them. Um, But it's just proof of life that they're there right now. It's a good starting point for fall. Those deer may not even be there.
1: Directional travel, I mean, that's huge. Depending on, you know, and you got to think about this when you put a trail camera in an area um, about why you're doing it, about what's around. You know, if you put one on like a a bean field, that's like the only bean field in like the area. um, You got to know, you got to know that that deer might not be necessarily close Mm -hmm. because you know that's the only bean field in the area, and he's only here now because there's beans there. And you got, but if you got like a lot of ag around, you got beans, corn, you got acorns, you got good bedding, you got everything around there, and then you get a good buck on camera, then you know that that buck it probably is going to stay. You know, there's no reason for him to leave then. Yeah. And then also, um, and d- I was- direction of travel is what he wrote on there. I mean, clearly that's um, definitely if you can use trail cameras to try to link. Like
0: your off-season notes, your e-scouting yeah, map Yeah, if you notes, can link yeah. him
1: his tra- travel direction, bed to food type of thing. If you want to try to pattern deer off a trail camera on their bed to food pattern, I mean, if you can, that's great. You know, you but you got to get a lot of. I feel like you got to get a lot of pictures of a specific buck to try to link things together, like you said. You know. Yeah. Like you you got to you got like we got a picture of a buck heading this way at 2 a.m. You can kind of think like, okay, I know where it's at. Like he he might have been up in this area coming this direction mm-hmm. it's tough you know and in time that's a, that's a big thing because here's the thing um if you get a buck at right at right at right at dark right right at uh sunset you know then you know that he's kind of was kind of betting close somewhat near there mm-hmm. if you get a buck at 2 a.m that doesn't necessarily mean that he was betting super far he might have just got up later that day you know, he might have just got up at 1 a.m. For some reason that night, he just got up later. So you can't just automatically say, oh, there's a 2 a.m. buck picture. He must be bedded a mile and a half away from here. You can't just – he might not be. He might be bedded 60 yards away from the camera and just didn't get up. Mm-hmm. But realistically – is
0: a very small – Yeah. Small uh, – uh, some Trigger people do. Area. Some
1: people do. Some people are a lot better with the trail cameras. They can really pattern bucks and stuff. Off Dude, I, like we can, you know? I, I literally
0: pulled a trail camera the other day that took four days of false photos because a stick <laughs> blew in front of it and died. I put that camera up in June. It did zero. Filled, the, it,
1: filled, f- f- filled, filled the, the card.
0: Yeah. Filled the card in four days. I literally, it's like working, working, and then it's just like, bunch of false triggers, like a three shot burst. So it's just like every minute, <laughs> filled the card. Wasted my time, <laughs> hated my life. CRP, walking wet grasses—it was awful. Okay, let's move on just to to get through some of these. So, do we do? We, we we
1: try our best with the trail cams, but um direction I, travel sometimes is good, sometimes. Yeah, I got a
0: YouTube video out there on a little bit of like patterning analysis. We've killed yeah. a few bucks getting trail cam picks, but yeah. we could spend forty minutes talking on that. Yeah, Dave, what are your thoughts on self filming? Mister Adam Miller of the <laughs> Bow Chronicles wants to know. <laughs>
1: My first thoughts are, fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Dave literally hates self-filming. Dude, it's the worst. Dude. It is. You know, here's the thing. In the last, like, what? How many years have we been doing this? Like, four years? Yes. In the last four years, I've, uh, I think I've had close encounters and or missed, like, four big bucks. None of them on film. I carry that motherfucking camera with me every time I go. <laughs> And I got these big bucks right next to me. And I've not got a single one of them on film. I got the one I shot last year on film, 90% of it. Mm-hmm. Until I had to move the camera and say, I'm going to kill this fucking deer. Get this camera on my way. Yeah. You know, but... You know, it's like, it, it, that's frustrating as hell. Like, I've lugged this shit around with me. I've set it up hundreds of fucking times. And then, whenever I got a big buck by me, for some reason, I either like... That day, I forgot the SD card... The um, camera arm. I wasn't let one buck work. walk
0: that I didn't have the the camera arm base.
1: Just yeah, I've just you just you know like so, for some reason every single I've set that damn camera up a million times. I lugged that with me, all that camera equipment with me every single hunt, and I have nothing to show for it. Yeah, I, I got none of those big now, bucks on camera.
0: <laughs> now what about like the grind? Because literally, a can- filming our hunt is ten pounds between the camera, sure. the lens. Yeah. Well my camera's a beast. It's
1: kind of it's a it's a heavy it's a it's a little bit older DSLR and I got that big ass lens on it. So it's a it's a brick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and it's setup time, it's teardown time, yeah. it's the, the the DSLRs don't pack as well as a camcord.
1: Well and it's like um it's like a uh, like a high end piece of equipment too. So it's like even slower process mm-hmm. because you're like scared to break it and stuff, so you're like trying to be all finicky with it and shit like that yeah. in the dark try not to make noise. It's just like God this sucks, man.
0: Now you though also really like the companionship of having a second hunter in the rut.
1: Oh I do. I just like um I, I For the long I get, sits. Well, When 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 so here's the thing, when when I'm hunting by myself, I get fucking frustrated and pissed all the time. When I'm with another person I can we, we can we can laugh about it. You know, we can laugh it off. Embrace the I'm, suck together. Yeah, exactly. When I'm by myself, like um like I just I, once you once you start doing this for a long time, you start to get better at it. Like you become like a little bit better, more successful hunter. You know, you start to um, want everything to be perfect, because you know that's what, what creates. perfect is. Yes, you yes, know?
0: you know that's what creates the opportunities.
1: And then when when it's not perfect, it just it pisses me off. It's like God, if I fuck something up myself, I get so mad at myself. Like if if, if there's literally been times when I've been like hanging my stand. And I've like clanked, clanked metal on metal or something like that, and I'm like, "Fuck it, that's it, I'm done. I ain't gonna see no deer today." And I'm just packed my shit up and left. Like, like, you know, I've done that. I've moved. I've went. I well, screw it. And I've went out and like drove around and like I turned it into a scouting mission. But like, I, I, I felt like I was so frustrated and pissed myself that I felt like there was no reason to hunt that day.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've just left. I'm yeah. like,
1: well, I'm done. And then, so it sometimes it's nice to break it up with some buddies, man. Just and hunting is so much it. You're more you you enjoy the solo aspect. Don't I it? I do. I am I I can embrace the sucks sololy.
0: Um, maybe a little better. Yeah. Um, that's how I've I have found success. Um, me on a solo filming aspect. I like the fact that it's 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 my mission. I've put in all the off season scouting. I'm going in there to hunt and film it. Like, like yeah. it's all on me. Like like I want I want it on me. I I played a. I guess my college soccer team—I was actually a pretty good player, scored a bunch of goals—and like, we didn't have the best team. It was <laughs> so annoying. Like, dude, if we'd have had three or four more good players, we'd have won some fucking games, and and, and we didn't. And, and like, you know, I, I'd score two goals and we would lose. I'd score a goal, like, <laughs> we would lose. And and, and and yeah, so like the solo aspect—it's all on me. I kind of like it.
1: Yeah. I kind of like
0: it, pressure. I kind of like—I—I I, I like that stuff.
1: Because it's um, you, you its a it's, its a better result. You know, yeah. at the end. So, so you're very. Um, I mean, you you're a disciplined person. You get up early. You're in shape. You mm-hmm. know, you you run these couple side businesses. You you're very well with your time, and it, it's all because you're goal driven. Like there's like a, it's all about doing. You're disciplined because there's a result at the end, mm-hmm. and you just you stay focused on that result. You're like um like you would you would you would enjoy hunting your dick off and grinding it out for a whole season and killing a buck on the last day. Yes. You would love that. Yes. And I'm like, I want to kill the deer the first time I'm out there and get the shit over of <laughs> kind of, you know, but like somewhat, you know, we're yeah. definitely, uh, we're definitely different people in that aspect. Yeah. And then, um, Andy's kind of like me though, too. So me and Andy do a lot of hunting together. You know, we just like to enjoy it and be out there together and just kind of joke around and have fun, you know, like mm-hmm. it is, it is, it is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather film somebody else and just kind of be out there in the woods and just showing them it and, and enjoying it with a friend. You're a social person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's move to Ryan. Ryan from um, Whitetail Legacy says, when scouting looking a sign, what does it take for you to set up and hunt it? Like, hmm, yeah, are you running a cam first or are you just crashing in there and sitting? I would definitely, definitely say. Definitely not a cam. We, we are very new to the trail cam aspect of this whole thing. I At would never running. try to.
1: I would never try to. Um, I would never try to put a camera on sign to like pattern a deer and then hunt it because then I've already screwed up the area mm-hmm. and not only like multiple times if I'm putting a camera in there and checking it. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely never run the camera. The camera's well,
0: almost like proof of life. Now hunt
1: your dick off. Well, the proof is in the sign. You know. Yeah, it, it, he it said sh- if you see good sign, you know i've definitely walked past a good sign and regretted it in the past mm-hmm. you know because for some reason i had something set in my mind like i want to go to this spot you mm-hmm. know and i'm walking in there and i see some really good sign and then i like i'm thinking about it thinking about it and i'm like no i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go to my to my spot and i and then later when i'm in the stand i'm like i should have just fucking stop there on that sign you know i've definitely done that
0: oh we all have we're getting better
1: yeah, and then um, it's like
0: don't walk past something that's like a seven out of ten because you have a destination A in mind and you, you let's say,
1: then you get there and it's not looking it's good. It's like a it's like a, a six out of ten or a five yeah. out of ten. You're like fuck, and you've already fucked up that spot you walked through because then you now you've, you know, you never want to double back. Never want to double back. It's so, it what would make me stop? <sighs> that that is time in
0: the woods. That is that is just raw doing it. Time after time, I feel.
1: I don't know if I um because we're not if saw, at So it. if I saw if I saw a rub line um early, like yes first, first week. week or two of October, I would I would set set up on it because mm-hmm. um because you know it's recent you know they haven't been rubbing long. Mm-hmm. If you see a if you see a rub line October seventeenth, very beginning of October, or no, that's a little later.
0: No no no, but that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't. Yeah it's, yeah. It's, if you see a
1: rub line late October, it means nothing because they've it, been rubbing all over the fucking woods. Yeah. You see one first week of October, you're like, "This has got to be recent," you know. You, you you got to know that shavings
0: on the ground, exactly, leading, leading to uh, maybe a food source or a thicket that you know about. Like,
1: start. Um, also, um, I've um, I've like brushed some leaves away. You know, when you see you kind, because of, you, you can see kind of like footprints in leaves, but you can't look at the track. You can't see the track, but if you if you move some of them leaves out of the way, you can kind of then you can sometimes see a good track. Mm-hmm. But. The the track thing is also weird because I've witnessed a like spike. small bug Yeah, I giant. witnessed a spike walk through somewhere one time, and I and you know and I and I when I got down on my stand, I went and looked, and I I you know because I knew he was gonna leave a track because he came to like a muddy spot, mm-hmm. and I went and looked, and he had a giant foot, and I was like. I've been reading tracks all wrong my whole life. I was like, Mm -hmm. this spike just left a giant footprint. I'm like, if I would have came in here the next day and be like, oh, there's a fucking giant here for sure. Look at the track. Yeah. But I knew that it was a spike. So it's, it's tracking. That's tough. Some of the, the elite hunters, are all about tracks.
0: Yeah, Andre, um, so, Joe. Yeah, Joe is um, real big on so the them. The guys in the East, Hal uh, Blood and them. Yeah,
1: I look at them. You know, obviously, you know, I'm trying to add it to the arsenal. It's tough because I, cause I've witnessed a spike leave a giant footprint before. Yeah, remember though, but remember the um, what does it call it. For, we ain't even gonna leave Wingletellspossum here, but the pinch. Mm-hmm. We the got a spot called yep. the pinch. <laughs> <laughs> the pinch. There, there's a lot of pinches, but there's one that's the <laughs> pinch. <laughs> well, uh, when we scouted it that day, midday, we there were some giant tracks there. There's a couple good tracks, even in them scrapes
0: going back in there. Yeah, yep. and
1: then um I hunted the very next, the very next morning, mm-hmm. and missed two bucks in the same morning. But Probably the, one, the second <laughs> one was the one I shot with the gun. <laughs> Yeah, I want to right hey, the Wait, he's wall. right there on the <laughs> wall. We can talk about him. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, uh, but, but they had some big tracks. Yeah, you know, and then that's you know we we, we saw that we saw the tracks and we set up on it the following day. Yeah. I went in there the very next day. That was late November. November. I had a
0: visual mid-November because I started hunting that piece.
1: You don't know what buck that was
0: either. It like, wasn't had, that buck, was it? No, I couldn't tell, dude. That the, the the deer I saw was sixty to maybe eighty yards. He was moving th- around that through beech trees below me
1: on that edge of that mm-hmm. cliffish yep, type yep, thing, right? Yep. Which yeah. that was weird.
0: I just saw a good frame going through there. Um, I wonder why he was walking way down there on that cliff edge, dude. Who knows? Um. So yeah, like looking at sign, what does it take for you to set up? Ryan, I would I would say it is a gut. It is something that you probably practice. I I I've had a few encounters and capitalized once on making a really good judgment call, but a lot of that is like off season scouting. Oh so, yeah,
1: the buck you killed, um he's not in he here. At?
0: he's at the taxiderms. Still, um, but I had two encounters this year where I found sign, followed it back, and it was like okay, I I have some some bedding habitat marked here. I see a fresh rub line, but it was two smaller bucks that came out. But what'd like you I read the
1: on the time. We, so you see, you did this though. So explain that you went in, you saw sign. What'd you see? And you, okay. saw, you set up on it, and then you killed a buck that night, Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um,
1: I what'd you see? What'd you see exactly that made you off, stop?
0: Off-season scouting showed a lot of rubs in this bedding type thicket area and so i went in there to hunt it first time ever on the piece never like i had a few stands marked in this area i was going to we'll call it stand location a based on a i think it was a south wind that night i said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna based on the south wind i'm gonna access this bedding thicket i'm gonna gonna scout my way in with a in mind like i would like to get to a yeah so I I start walking into this um, this bedding thickety area, and I notice a pretty good rub. Good, okay. Uh, as I continue to scout, I find a fresh buck turd. Oh, or not buck turd, but a fresh deer turd. Yeah. A clumpy, is that a thing? I have no fucking idea. But, so I continue to work my way back. Now I've noticed a couple rubs at 30 yards, and now I've walked past like four or five rubs, like, oh man, like something must be going on there. I get to a location, and I can see four to six, Six rubs within a 10 yard area and i am oh 40 ish yards short of location a i this said was, i got
1: this was what uh october 25th 25th 25th
0: okay and i said you know what i've got to be able to shoot this these three to four cheese grated like spindly things but they were all in a row um and so i said yep i've got to be able to shoot this there's clearly something going on here um i might have walked past one scrape as well in this area so so, I picked a tree. It was you know there was a cluster. It 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 allowed me to get up uh, fifteen footish, twelve footish, um, and and I and maybe even ten foot. Who knows? And sure enough, hour before closing time, I see a rack. I actually see a foot, I see a bottom leg at forty yards. Uh, he crosses. I don't even need to pick up the binos. I said this is a shooter. Squirrel tried to sabotage me. Bottom line, I got an arrow in that deer as he caught my ground scent. Yeah. But that was, you know... Uh, so you did
1: backtrack 10-ish yards?
0: No, no, no. From when I said I need to shoot, I need to be able to shoot this this spot, I literally picked a tree and got into so it. So you
1: didn't backtrack at all? I'd never backtrack at all. Um, So he just, he just the way he was coming in, just caught your ground scent because you came in...
0: Yeah, if, if if it's a clock, in the center of the clock where the hands all connect, I walked in at 3 o'clock, he came in at like, Oh, we'll call it two-ish or, or or something. He was he he was pretty close to catching my point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like uh, I think at this point, Dave, we are not moving through these very fast at all. Ky- <laughs> Kyle says, "What are you doing to get on a buck opening weekend?" Honestly, a lot of scouting and trail cams go into before the twenty-six or whatever we open on at this point.
1: My plan to to get on a buck opening weekend will be to do um a little bit more actually like hanging, I'll I'll probably, I'll probably take my saddle. So you're not going to retire from glassing like you said the other night. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I'll probably go and glass some fields that are um, huntable, you know, like um, not roadside, not truck stuff. Like I'm going to hike in, set a stand. I'll probably won't set a stand. I'll probably just take my saddle and like some Cranfords or like a stick. And I'll probably just stand on the stand. I probably won't even take my saddle platform. And I'll probably just tough it out for the, Forty-five minutes, I'm gonna sit there, and I'll probably glass a couple fields, and then if I see a shooter in one of those fields, then I will try to kill that opening weekend. Yeah. But we got to pull our cams, though. We got to pull our cams.
0: We don't have the big wood stuff touched. Um, once I, I
1: pull some cams, then if I get a buck on it, I'm going. If I got If I got a, a. If I get a giant on one of those cameras, I'm going to try to find a field nearby there that I can glass, and maybe get lucky and see him. Entering and exiting a field that's huntable. Now, let me throw a wrench in
0: this. What if the shooter, the buck you want to chase, is in uh, Big Woods?
1: They're all going to be in Big Woods by season because they're all going to be on acorns. No, no, no. I would think. But,
0: like, if you look at our, our properties, you know, you can't glass some of these properties that I've got cams on. You cannot. Blah, 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 blah. You cannot glass that, that particular piece. Mm-hmm. It's impossible.
1: Yeah. Then I would um
0: I think it's hmm. most recent information like I will still squirrel. some of these
1: pieces we don't we don't we, we haven't scouted that well if yeah. if I get a good buck on one of the pieces that we that we know well, then we can potentially set up on an oak opening day opening evening with where they're betting at in mind
0: mm mm-hmm. um <laughs> i would tough. say I would say like as far as Kyle Kyle's on our team yeah. um
1: you know um. He hunts some more big woods. He he does. So he's but he also can glass some, a lot of alfalfa fields, in that area. I've never
0: been down there. Um, but like I am gonna wait and see what my September card pulls look like. I'm gonna maybe be scouting, dude. It opening weekend may come, and if I don't have a beat on a buck, I'm gonna be pulling cards and I'm gonna be scouting. Like I'm not gonna hunt unless I'm on a doe mission. That's totally different, you know, subject. But like he asked about the bucks, like. Dude, like, if I don't have a beat or a guess or a thought, like,
1: I have some, I have some very educated guesses from my scouting. Okay, all right. The like, um, that rabbit piece mm-hmm. area,
0: the rabbit piece, yeah.
1: um, the um, the morel spot. Yeah, couple, Those are those are good. Those are good guesses for opening weekend kill. You know, just. Very good bedding areas that we have found in the past and it'd be that like, are well, accessible. They're 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 linked to AG, you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're very good opening weekend guesses.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you had a if you had a trail cam pick of of a, a buck, um in the Morel type area, it'd be a no brainer.
1: Yeah, I think I could figure out uh, you know, uh, but I don't know where the best oaks are at in that area though.
0: I don't know where some are, but not the best. Yeah, that's the TBD. Actually, I was at the park today, side note, um, and I noticed two oaks, 30 yards apart, one fully loaded, one zero. Like one had zero oaks, one had fully loaded. Hmm. Um, Walt asked about applying their whitetail acumen to southern states. Walt, I will tell you this. Our best. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> it's like, dude, investing money and time into other things. Like, I would rather go elk hunting. I would rather go to we South got, Dakota. We have I would good rather deer go
1: here. To- you know, we, it, we have good deer here. There's I'm no going reason for to me to go south to, to, to try to shoot smaller deer.
0: Yeah. It. it uh, I, and I, like
1: I said, there now fucking hogs. Snakes. Hogs in the spring. I refuse because of snakes. I'm not a snake person. Yeah. I, I And he said the spiders. Yeah. Same shit. They got a lot of shit that could hurt you down there. The yeah. South. But so, I don't know. I mean, maybe like, maybe hmm. down the road, you know, if we, if 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 I if I start killing a shit ton of bucks here, maybe I'll take the challenge of going down south and trying to kill a good one because it's a challenge, you know. It's not like mm-hmm. it's easy to kill a big buck in the south. If
0: I went to Walt's neck of the woods though, like I would say, let's go saltwater fishing. It sounds like a lot more enjoyable experience down road. Yeah, in or shooting hogs or something like that. Shooting hogs, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just deer hunting south's not. It's just not. I don't know. It's not appealing.
0: Okay. Uh, we have big deer here. Yeah, Cody um, from the the Whitetail Legacy podcast talks about how do you guys approach a hang and hunt situation when you're extremely close to, to buck or doe bedding? So,
1: how do, pro- okay. how
0: do you approach it? Like, I would say...
1: What, one I got a, a tip for that, which we both do, is um, we use our binos a shit ton to... To find the tree we're going to hang in. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll stay. If we think bedding is. Let's say we think there's some buck bedding. Um, 400 yards away. We're working our way in there. Mm-hmm. We're about five, four, five hundred or 500 yards out. And we're slowing, slowing way down. Mm-hmm. So then we're, then we're slowing down then. Then we're going to sneak in there. And then once you get to about like. Two, 300 yards from where you might think. Buck's bedding at. You're starting to glass ahead. To look for look for the trees you're going to hang in you know you're not like glassing to no. try to see a buck bedded you're trying to glass so we're like you know we slow slow way Cause, down cuz you got to pick the right tree then you find the tree and then you then you sneak your way to that tree
0: oh and and you and I have talked um one obviously we're picking this this location like it, we have a handful of buck beds, and, and Jake Bush has kind of put a little more, like, faith in saying, marking these, these six out of ten buck beds that maybe aren't, like, slammers. Hey, do you want to put any of those in a cooler?
1: No, dude. I like the warm okay, beers. Okay. Back you to you. the warm We'd beers. We started this.
0: All right. Anyways, um, you you know, so, so Cody, like, we have a handful of hunts. We're not the best buck bed type hunters. Like, we have bedding areas. We try.
1: We try. We understand the buck bedding and how they bed and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know,
0: but... We're not, like, October 10th, like, dude, we're about to slam this dude off his I back. Heard,
1: um, I heard Infault say, uh, we, we, I think we we talked about this before, Infault's the buck bed hunting mm-hmm. king, you know, basically, yeah. and he literally said he's hunting 10 out of 10, so he's found millions of buck beds, right? Millions. Like you said, we have some 6 out of 10s, some 7 out of 10s, mm-hmm. he has a shit ton of 10, 10 out of 10s. 10s, and he hunts a 10 out of 10 buck bed every single day. Yeah. And he doesn't kill a deer every day. No, and, and in fact, the past
0: couple of years has been the either late season
1: and then... Uh, yeah, he's, he has struggled. Mm-hmm. I think he's missed some deer or mm-hmm. had some encounters, but like... Um, and he
0: obviously says he's holding out for the most mature deer of... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You he know, says
0: that, yeah. I, I have an adjusting bar.
1: Yeah, but he, but he's hunting down 10 buck beds every hunt. hmm You know, and he's not killing them every night. So, yeah. you know, when, when people start listening to him and they say, Oh, I found a buck bed and I'm going to go hunt this... You know, good, good, good. You, you found one. You, you know? found one, and you found one. Seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you, you got a guy like Enfold who's hunting ten out of ten buck beds every single night. You know, he's not killing them every night, so yeah, it's nice. It's, it's not as black and white as is he. When you listen, he makes it seem like it's black and white. Yeah, he does. But when, when he talks about it, he's like, it, "You listen to him, you're like, like, yep, yeah, that's it. That makes sense.' I just gotta go find a goddamn buck bed and set up uh, seventy yards uh, downwind of it. Yeah, no between problem. Between it and the food.
0: <laughs> yeah, Both. easy, easy. Shoot giant every year. Shoot giant every year. You see all these guys online like posting pictures and like, 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 oh, I'm about to slay them. Like, dude, we've tried for five years. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, you know the buck
1: you killed the, 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 when you set up on that sign. Yeah, and killed that buck. In the offseason, that I, goes to it. That goes back to that last question because you set up on the sign, mm-hmm. and it, but you also knew that there was a you had some buck beds marked close by. Yeah. So that would that would be another reason to set up on f- good sign. Is yeah, yeah. if you got buck beds marked yeah, from your yeah. previous scouting. And that's
0: so. So Jake has t- it, like when I did that podcast with Jake, I think probably my biggest takeaway was I, I literally said, "Hey, Dave and I mark a lot of six out of ten buck beds. We don't have yeah. the most faith." And he kind of ins- like kind of gave me a little boost of confidence. He goes, well, it's a six out of ten buck bed, but let's say you get a, a one thirty plus on trail cam in there. Now that buck bed becomes a nine out of ten.
1: Then you're walking in that area and you see a, a, a white oak dropping fresh acorns. Like you're you're listening because you could hear them dropping. If you really if you really slow down, if you really slow down, then first few weeks of uh, October, you can listen. And mm-hmm. you'll hear which oaks are dropping, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you, then you see, so you got oak dropping over there. Yeah. You got some buck marked up on the hill. Then you find a couple fresh rubs. You might, you might find a freshly opened up scrape. Then all this stuff's kind of connecting, and you're like, mm-hmm. now I'm going to set it's, up here.
0: It's literally off season scouting meets in season decisions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Off season scouting and in season what you what you what, what you see. Saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. And Cody, I will say this, um, and Dave and I have, have said this on the telephone a lot of times: is um, when we are hunting a particular buck bed, it is a pins and needles type hunt versus just like, dude, I don't know what's going on today. I'm just going to go hunt. I'm going to try and hunt location A.
1: Well, and then like, and it's it's different than like when we hunt in a rut. Like we literally it's stomp diff- our asses in there. We sneak get in the goddamn stand. Yeah, because it's we're going to be there for an all day. We know the bucks are moving. Realistically. Any, we're we're not scared to be like spooking a buck out. There's mm. no, there's not gonna be, you know, because we're just hunting there all day. Yeah. But if we're going in for like a buck bed attack, it's 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 definitely it's definitely a tiptoe.
0: Yeah. All right. Um. Let's do quick on this one. Uh. Walt asks, what's Dave's opinion on aiders and being a man and and killing or and carrying two extra pounds of sticks. <laughs> Dave <laughs> yeah. will. Dave literally will carry five mini sticks to the woods, because you might fucking need it.
1: Yeah, and I'll leave them at the base of the tree if I don't want to use them. You know, if, I, mm-hmm. if I'm because I hunt a lot of times, I hunt 12, yeah.
0: 13 feet. You we know? we are we have used aiders for years. It's that's about the end of it. I've on the seen... first,
1: I, li- I like to use use aiders on the bottom stick. Yeah, take your chances. The cable aiders might that that's a different thing that might be different because mm-hmm. they're a little more rigid. You know, like but like in the years we've just used like the strap thing. Yeah, and I don't like doing that shit high. Once up Once I get trees. up there, no,
0: no. I,
1: I normally will have a couple of them in my pack though. Mm-hmm. And then, so if I, if I get to an area and I'm like, man, I really need to get like 25 because there's no cover, whatever it may be. The thermals aren't the best for me. So I just want to get real high and try to get lucky with the scent thing mm-hmm. or no, no cover. Like I said, then I, I, I've done the eighters on the upper sticks before so I always have them on my pack. It's just a strap, you know. You can take mm-hmm. them with you, but I don't like doing it. It's kind of sketchy to me, you know. I'm not, yeah. The I'm not a- scared of heights, but but I'm not like particularly like a fan of yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think anybody is, you know. I don't no. think anybody's like loving it.
0: Like, and I I will say this, and even if the DIY cable aider crowd is out there, like I uh I noticed a huge difference this year when I went to run trail camps with Zoe and he brought his hawk stick with a strap aider at the bottom. Yeah after running around for a day and it's like when I went backwards from a cable leader I was like oh shit there is a difference as far as security of climb
1: I feel like coming down will oh, be a lot better yeah,
0: yeah yeah 100% so anyways uh let's move on uh thoughts on embracing the suck with buddies versus being alone this kind of goes a little bit with the self filming thing yeah uh, that's coming from Andy obviously the ringleader guy killed a giant back in 16 17 Oh, it wasn't that long ago. When did he, when did he kill his, his big buck? Two years ago. Yeah, check that one out on YouTube. It's a it's by far the biggest buck White tail experience has killed on video.
1: Yeah, upper um, 50s, I think. Yeah,
0: just a tank. And um, as far as embracing the sock, like, that's a huge aspect. I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, it's really easy to hunt hard one day. Yeah. He, it is, it is very easy to go to a difficult, it was Zoe, I was talking to Zoe, I said it's very easy to go hard one to two days, but, but especially come November, especially come late October into November, when you're hunting a lot, the, you, it, it, the ability to work hard is part of bow hunting that doesn't get talked about enough.
1: Yeah, especially like, you know, with the, with it, it, it's not even a public versus private thing now the public you add in a little bit of walking and, mm-hmm. and a little bit more frustrations but but just yeah like but hunting hard you know public or private doesn't matter is is definitely like it's it's part of it you know you know and embracing the suck it's it's tough <laughs> some people deal with it better than others you know mm-hmm. some people like to talk like the big talk like they are these big hard badass hunters and they kill giants every year because they hunt their dicks off but do you really you know C- could you be doing more yeah probably be- but you don't because it sucks sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you know if when, when that alarm goes off at 2 30 a.m like the third day in a row yeah how many excuses go through your mind when that alarm's ringing you know what it might just be too windy today i just can't go man <laughs> i'm like telling myself this while that alarm's going off like Trying to make up every excuse in the world not to get up. And then it's like, some. sometimes it's like, dude, get the fuck up and go hunting. Yeah. Like, this is what you got to do. Embrace it. It sucks sometimes. You got to reward at the end. It's a It's a goal. Then, obviously, once you get up and get out there, you love it. But, like, getting up and getting out there sometimes is tough.
0: Yeah, it does help. Uh, we call each other, even if we're not hunting the same piece on that morning drive. Before yeah. we lose signal a lot of Talk times. Talk while we're
1: driving. Just, to, yeah, like you said, a little bit of that camaraderie, you know, as you're... Yeah. You, you know. if a buddy's
0: coming back late you try and call him because a 10 15 minute phone call on the way home from a like an hour and a half drive or you yeah. were driving back
1: from back and forth to indiana a Indiana, lot. Yeah. like uh, three hours the, three and a half you hours. know
0: it's like dude a, a 20 40 minute phone call knocks a drive you guys call me on my way back from uh, iowa all the time because mm-hmm. it's like a 15 minute phone call helps me knock drives out like it's that's huge yeah um let's talk here a little bit about wind thermals for beginners
1: Wind and thermals for beginners. Yeah. Um,
0: we are at the 40-minute mark, just just so you know.
1: That's fine. We can make these long. Rogan has, like, four-hour podcasts. And yeah, but my, wa- my,
0: my my wife may get on me here.
1: We're, we're <laughs> going to try and keep this one to about an hour 10 max. I got some shit at 2 o'clock, too, so I probably got to get one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, 1.15. It's been a fun podcast. Wind and so. thermals for beginners. Cool. Um,
0: okay, I mean... No, no detail as far as farm country, hill country.
1: Yeah, just um, read thermals. I mean... Uh, there's a lot of information out there from wind and thermals. Um, Spend
0: twenty minutes on YouTube.
1: Listen to uh, listen to Infall. He listen explains Infault. it very, very. Well. He explains it very well.
0: And, and the people that make fun of milkweed out there ridiculous because
1: people are making fun of milkweed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, um, but it's like when you can visibly see what's going on at fifteen yards, at thirty yards, yeah. sometimes even a touch farther. But like, you can drop milkweed out of your stand. And it'll be blowing one way. you would be sitting there for 20 seconds and boom. You see it come down under the base of your tree and you're like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> if I were to, um, so uh, uh, just a couple quick tips for winning thermals for beginners. Um, if the wind's under 10 miles an hour. It's um, sometimes in the big woods. I w- so, Where so, are you going? Hunt according to the thermals. You might get like gusts at times that go the wrong way, but the thermals will be more consistent. Mm-hmm. So hunt according to what the thermals should be doing. Um, thing is, thermals aren't perfect for the white tail hunter because you can't um, because because say you're going for uh, for an evening hunt, you know. So you get in there at you get in the woods at two three p.m. Thermals are rising, you know that, but then you know they're going to drop at the end at the end of the night. But
0: it's like sometimes the last forty five minutes, and you have to hang a stand. But
1: then, so what do you do? Yeah, exactly. You know, do you, do you just hunt? Um, Ideally, you would hunt low in the morning, high in the midday, and then low at the very yeah, end. Jeff Ginky talks about the. What are you going to do? Tr- move the, around. The, it's impossible.
0: Jeff Ginky does a triple move a lot in the right. He'll hunt very low, then he'll go to the cruising shelf for midday, and then he'll do something else in the evening. But well, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of shaking and baking, but yeah. in the rut, I mean, we, we do it.
1: And if the leaves are lifted, if it's dry out and the leaves are loud, you can't be moving that Sunshine
0: mode. on a slope versus no sunshine on a slope plays a factor.
1: Trust the thermals. Thermals going to be more consistent. Trust yeah. the thermals more than the wind. Unless the wind's, um, you know, 15 miles an hour plus, then the wind will overtake. Depend. Well, it, it will normally overtake the thermals, but it also depends. And you got to think about um, if you're hunting hills, you definitely get a lot of that... Uh, banking rolling uh swirly effect. swirly effect if' we when you're in the hills that's weird um like i have areas um
0: i won't hunt some areas if it's over eight
1: yeah well and I, yeah and i have areas where i know that it's just if, gonna... if wind if, if the wind is coming out to south that i know in this specific spot that it's not going to be coming out to south it's going to be coming from like the east because it gets like a, a swirling effect. effect. I, I would but, say wind scouting is something
0: that that you can be lazy on in the off season, but if you would do it, it could pay dividends come in season. And some of that's a year over year experience
1: necessarily. Yeah. Take milkweed with you when you uh, when you when you scout in the winter, you know, and then know know a wind direction you got when you're scouting, and then you know occasionally if you, when you find like a stand site you know, toss that milkweed a little bit, you know, and if you're out there scouting and it's like a 10 mile an hour south wind and you're out there scouting in the winter, um, throw that milkweed a little bit because, you know, if you find a, a stand location, you're like, look, man, a lot of stuff's going to come together right here. I think this would be a good stand site. You know, throw that milkweed a little bit. We got, we got a 10 mile an hour south wind, but guess what? The mil- What's milkweed doing? It's freaking blowing you know straight east so it's like acting like it's a west wind even though the forecast you know even though the wind is technically a south wind but you know that you know mm-hmm. then, then when you go to hunt that you you gotta think you know you just it's this is it's kind of technical stuff
0: yeah yeah it's definitely and
1: um, like you said coming up remember going back to the um setting up on fresh sign thing um a lot of times you see sign low so yeah. when you're going in, you see a lot of that signs always low, mm-hmm. but you know they're betting high. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, "Oh, I want to set up on this fresh sign," but you can't because you know your thermals are rising up towards towards the beds. So you're kind of like fucked. Like, well, what do I do now? Like, I know the I know the shit's rising right to where I got the beds marked, but I got but the fresh signs here. Now what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. It just it really screws you.
0: Yeah, um, the baby's not coming through on the mic. I can. <laughs> I can hear it. My, yeah. my kid's <laughs> screaming. Um, What's this next has question? been fun. Uh, it, a little bit. Both these are kind of early season-ish. Uh, one, PA Hunter, Great dude. Follows us. Comments all the time. Appreciate what you do, buddy. And then... Uh, he, Mr. Did, he just says early season tactics. Early season tactics. And then uh, Voss is always commenting on stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, we so, don't have...
1: So. We, we're not the best early season tactic-wise. Early season, we're going for... We're trying to link up some, some glassing... With some trail cameras, it's a hole with, in the bucket. I with think some uh, with some oaks that we know of, and then linking them to some buck beds that we know of, then potentially finding some sign on the way in. A lot of we've actually kind of discussed a lot of that actually. So I was thinking about this the other day, actually like yesterday, and <laughs> yeah.
0: you have had a lot more buck encounters in the first two weeks of season than I have. Yeah, I'm like zero. I cannot think. I've I've killed and had decent success October fifteenth on,
1: but I have not had a lot of buck encounters early. So I've actually had some pretty. I've actually had more buck encounters in the first like week or two, than but then I haven't had many in like the later October area. Hmm. I haven't had many buck encounters at all.
0: I do hunt a lot late October. Does it, does yeah, that's decade. true.
1: Yeah, I might not hunt as much.
0: Um... And and obviously if you combo these two, um he talks about morning second. hunts in early season. He talks about um oh morning scrapes, hunts. scrapes early season.
1: Hunting um, scrapes in early season, morning hunts. I hunt a lot of I hunt I hunt way more mornings. Yes, than it's, evenings. It's
0: easier to be gone from the family in the morning. It's definitely an we, easier family
1: talk- thing. We've talked about it on the last podcast, I yeah. think, right? But I, but well, I you like had it. buck encounters. Do you remember yeah, one I or two morning years
0: morning. ago? You you had a bachelor group run through, and the yeah. other, the one, the biggest buck was like a 115er, and you're like, oh.
1: almost shot it. Opening day, opening day, almost shot him. Um, it's a. Um, I like I like hunting mornings better. I just like it. I like I'm I'm more of an early early uh, rise person. Mm-hmm. You know I don't mind getting up at two thirty a.m. You know and and going out and doing that and then like you 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 get the you hear the woods wake up. You know I, I like that. I really yeah. like the aspect about like nature. You know yeah in the woods wake up
0: yeah the squirrels um, are more active.
1: Yeah yeah I just I just I enjoy the mornings in the woods more than the evenings because you get in there, you get in there in the evenings it's hot. You know sometimes well early season it's hot mm. and it's just like. Nothing's really nothing really you know like evenings evening hunts suck because I'm not an evening fan either. It nothing happens for the first few hours. Mm. You know that. And it's like you're you're all that build up for the last, you know, forty five minutes. Yeah. And then and then if you don't see shit, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you
0: know? I think I think too, for, for us and what we do, that drive back, hour, hour and a half drive in the darkness at the yeah. end of the day sucks. Mm-hmm. Driving it in the morning, you just fucking rock a podcast, call your buddies, and I'm caffeine. Drink coffee and yeah. go, yeah. Yeah, like, you're wired. You're like, yeah, man, we're going to go shoot a giant. I, I wake up every day pretty positive, like, going to shoot yeah. one.
1: I like hunting mornings more, for sure. Um, um, um Bo Hunt Fiend's done a lot of, he's had a lot of success in the morning. Yeah. Um, He likes, you um, know, he also, he's also, like, a family guy, too, you know. Maybe that's part of why he's had success. Maybe he just hunts more mornings, because mm-hmm. it's easier for the family life. Um, do you have tips for first year guy running
0: and gunning on public? I would say Dave has a pretty good video out there on YouTube as far as tips for mobile hunting. Oh, that's Sto- like, stuff a little, like the easy, easy hang, yeah. stuff like how you organize your stuff. That, that's a definitely a good video to reference as far as a guy. Um, if this is his first season on public, um, if you have not scouted the public, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough ask. Um, yeah you're your best oh you're you're gonna do a lot of you you know you would do a lot of good to move a lot hunt a lot of different areas
1: scout a ton even during season well i guess the biggest tip i have would for that would be to um don't um don't think if you're not seeing stuff or not seeing sign not seeing deer don't think that's like a bad thing because then you're throwing a big red X x on the map you know, if when you can start Xing out large areas, you, you, your 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 green circle areas b- mm-hmm. become small. You know, initially when you go into a public piece or a public area, the whole thing's a big green circle. Mm-hmm. You start going in there, you start finding out a lot of people are in this area. I, I saw I saw a couple of hunters over here. I didn't see any sign over here. Mm-hmm. I hunted here one evening, didn't see a single deer. These are all big X's. These are all big red X's. Eventually that green circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Then you can pinpoint, you know, certain spots. Definitely tips, you know, obviously just keep moving, you know. Hunt, don't see nothing move. Um do the um do do the the basic rule of thumb, which is like sometimes you want to give a spot three hunts. Early, rut, and and late, late season, you know. You know, so so give 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 a spot three hunts sometimes. If you yeah. think it's good, if you really think it's good. If you're seeing sign, but you're not seeing deer, then hunt it, you know, you got to hunt it early, rut, and late. Early season is a scouting game, I would
0: say. You know, you have to scout, find the new sign. If you're going to throw darts and you've never been on this public, you can throw darts in the rut and kill decent bucks, okay bucks you know yeah. you, you can figure out okay a pinch a cruising shelf and you can go there in the dark the sun comes up and you kind of say oh this you is good
1: but it's not the same it's not that easy on public to just go find a pinch on on a topo map because see, there's going to be another person there dude i have thrown you some darts a, at
0: blah 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 like big forest area yeah. and i have had buck encounters throwing darts.
1: big forest area is a little bit different because it's kind of you got them cruising shelves that are pretty easy to see or a hogback. Yeah, them, yeah them hog the hogback. The hogback, you
0: could throw darts sometimes. Hogback,
1: saddles. You could definitely mm-hmm. throw darts at those. And and for, uh, if they're on that, like, cruising shelf, yep. upper elevation, for sure. Leeward side. Mm-hmm, so, yeah, yeah. you
0: could throw darts if you've never scouted in this that's in like
1: That's in, like, big hills. Big
0: hills, big woods. Um. So, so yeah, tough to tell what this guy is hunting. Uh. Let's see here. We are approaching the 50-minute mark. Let me jump to, to Graham. That is
1: that all the it, questions on Facebook? Uh.
0: That was all the questions. It was one guy was asking about... uh. Oh, arrow regiment practicing. I would say shoot as much as you can, because yeah. we we I'm I, bad about Dave's it. bad. I'm so busy. I can shoot man, in my backyard. It's tough. It's tough. You got a lot of you know. Dave has a side hustle that keeps him very busy right until October, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, tough. And then it's just like you know, it. I can't shoot in my house. That's what kills thing. me, man. Because I have to drive somewhere to shoot.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Uh, this uh, one of the guys uh, on, on Instagram. Um, Asked about how pressure will be this year and tips to overcome that, dude. Pressure will be a through the well, ass. No college football in our state, Ohio. Yeah. yeah, all those fringe hunters that get too drunk on a Saturday or decide to go to a tailgate, like they're going to be in the woods.
1: And what's what's the question about? it? Just
0: how to overcome it? What do you you how how much pressure this year? You know, like there we will saw be a, turkey season was bad. Turkey season was bad. Evening turkey season was bad. I was like hanging trail cameras and I'm like dude this guy asked me if I heard any turkeys like what oh, so it's gonna be bad like we we may have to like push to like the these the, the hardest to access spots that we know about you know those deeper shittier hunts like I think one of those pieces of public we got some cams on right now may come into factor.
1: Yeah, and then um, you know, hunting hunting the uh, the thicker stuff,
0: thicker stuff's definitely yeah
1: because you know people people Here. like to see people like to see like a lot of like you know we call them dicky moes, I guess a lot of just like the hunters that just kind of poke around public really really aren't that advanced you know um, they like to hunt where they can see yeah you know don't be scared to hunt spots where you can only see thirty yards you know in all directions mm-hmm. you know don't be scared to hunt one trail if you feel like that trail is the trail you know that's because that's going to be big because if people are going to be out in the big woods people are going to be out where they can see you know, people are going to be on those field edges. People are going to be hunting these spots where they can glass, where they can use binoculars. Yeah, hunt. Don't don't be scared to hunt those spots. And then you might draw. You know, you're 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 going to draw some blanks. Mm-hmm. If you're hunting one trail, you're 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 going to draw some blanks.
0: Yeah. Now Dave will yell at you if you hunt too much in like thickets, low to the ground, <laughs> and then you have a killer hunt, and he'll he'll take back his statement. <laughs> Just for the record, it was November 8th. And he goes, what are you doing going into this thicket and hunting two sticks high? You're an idiot. You're just trying to be Cody Dequist. <laughs> then were. Dave calls me at noon. I'm like, Dave, I got a giant. Well, it wasn't no giant, but it was like 120 inch eight point <laughs> at 26 yards, works his way to 16. And Dave stayed on the phone. And he goes, dude, I thought I was going to hear the shot on, 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 you know, on the cell phone talk. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, That would have been wild. Like if you watch the film, it's the footage in the snow. And, uh, yeah, I had three bucks you actually double
1: recorded that I did I double punched to record. Like <laughs> I sent you
0: like you could, it, it, it didn't make the episode, but
1: like, no, that, but here's another thing. This is this, 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 that ties back into the original. Oh, I just touched the table. I'm about to get yelled at. that <laughs> our mics on the table and I just touched it. I'm going to get yelled at. that. Okay. But, um, you posted that footage somewhere about yes. those bucks coming in the snow and, yeah. then they looked at you and saw you. And, yeah. Like, ran away. Yeah. At like fucking six yards. Yeah. Some motherfucker commented like, <laughs> "Looks like all those bucks spotted you. You must not have been doing something right." Like, "Fuck you, dude! This, this, if that was a shooter, he would have been dead a long time ago." Like, I would have shot him right in the fucking face, dude. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, a lot of those deer, they
0: open their vitals at six yards. Yeah. Dude. Like, like, and they're looking at me like, "What are you doing in this tiny some, ass tree?" Some dude, some, some dude gave you
1: uh, shit. Some dude gave you shit about it. like, "Oh, it looks like they spotted you. You." Must must not have been stealth doing doing something right. Like, dude, that deer would have been dead. Like, you know, if you know, like just like, why? Why did that motherfucker have to comment on that? Like, <laughs> looks like all this deer saw you. You must not have been doing something right. But literally, dude, the, 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 yeah, they saw me. I was fucking six yards away from him. When that dude, like, dude, you know what I did
0: that hunt? I wore my car horse and a uh, old Predator jacket. <laughs> stomped this thicket with all this like honeysuckle so I got soaked right because all this snow is on the honeysuckle yeah hung my tree stand at the base of the tree changed into my underwear in the middle of this thicket before the sun <laughs> or as the sun's coming up I got in the stand late that day changed my clothes in the video you can see a bunch of clothes at the base of my tree and guys are like what are you doing I was like you don't understand I was soaked in the high that day was 15 degrees <laughs> Like, I literally had to stomp into this thicket, dump a bunch of snow, dude. I remember I ducked under a branch and my tree stand caught it, and I got snow down the back of my shirt. Dude,
1: that is the
0: worst. worst. And, and, <laughs> and, like, I literally almost that day, I was like, I need to go hunt the big woods because I don't want to, like, crawl through thickets because of all the snow on the bu- on the bushes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, screw that guy.
1: <laughs> this is so dumb. Like, why? Why do we, why even say something, man? Okay. Let, let's see we, here. We, we, also, just a disclaimer. I'm not going to shoot a deer in the face because I think I said I shoot do <laughs> 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 Okay. But we, we will shoot deer head on. 100%. Oh, we sent our we, arrows to do that. Yeah. We, we got heavier. I've always shot heavier arrows, like, because now it's a cool thing to have heavier yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah. I haven't all I haven't always shot, like, what, what doesn't the Ranch furry have, like, 700 uh, grain of arrows and shit. Yo, oh, yeah,
0: like like upper sixes, 700s. hundred. Yeah, nah. I've always shot nothing we less than bam's. like
1: four. Yeah, I've always been around like four fifty, always. Um, and now I think my stuff might be like a touch over five. Mm-hmm. But like I've always been four fifty. I'm plus. pretty heavy
0: this year. I'm like five thirty five. My bow is. Well, mine's not- is probably the exact same as yours.
1: Yeah, sure <laughs> true. We, we shoot we shoot pretty much the same draw length, so we. We can like swap bows and arrows and stuff, which yeah. is nice. But it, I literally just took a practice shot yeah. with Dave's
0: bow, so and we anchor right. so different. I put it in the dirt <laughs> at like seven yards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally, big, big, uh, you nice. You tried to shoot no peep. You just got to wiggle your eye into the peep. Oh, my. You just my... got to move your anchor to your eyes in the peep. Dude, it was it was
0: terrible. So, before we go west next year, we're going to have to shoot each other's bows a lot more.
1: Yeah, because we're not going to take backup bows because we draw the same and we have the same arrows. So yeah. We can, we can shoot each other's bow. I
0: just will have to anchor under my chin or something like that. I
1: don't know why it's
0: weird like that. We should take we a,
1: anchor the same area. We just have different faces, I guess. Uh, we'll
0: take pictures and figure it out. We'll, we'll be ready. Yeah. But uh, hunting Fiend asked a really good question.
1: Bowhunting Fiend. Yeah, dude. The legend.
0: Yeah, the the man doing it first. <laughs> Shooting big bucks, East Coast, working man. Yeah. Um, what else can we say about him? He was number one in our selection of, of, of hunters just because, dude, he'll hunt a salt marsh. Yeah. And then go to the mountains in the east and, and yeah. shoot good bucks. And he
1: does it... Um, you know, what what I like about it is he's got a family and shit at home. Yeah. He's doing this shit with, like, with, with we you know, wife and kids, you know? Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough to do. Yeah. Andy May's the same way, you know? That's the biggest thing that I take away from Andy May is because he's a teacher, right? Yeah. With wife and kids at home. And then if he can... To be able to balance that and then, and then to still kill big bucks, that's that's just crazy. You yeah. Know?
0: So bow hunting fiend writes and I, and this is a good topic. Weekend warrior mentality. What it takes to mentally kill. I'm gonna insert big deer when only hunting weekends. Pretty much because realistically, we hunt some weekends. I I, I save I, a lot
1: I, of. I mean, all always we hunts weekends basically.
0: I I save a lot of vacation time.
1: Yeah, but but it's like but we we have jobs. You we know? have jobs, we, and we have to drive to where we're hunting at. So that's true. Like it's like we're, we're using our vacation days or we're hunting weekends. That's it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of after work hunts. Um,
0: no, unless we like get, you like, might get off
1: maybe... early. But we have some like we have some public that's a little bit closer that we can drive to. But it's not as good it's hunting because it's just close to the cities. You know. Um, so weekend warrior mentality one
0: you have to do what's hard you cannot shortcut if you have limited time limited uh, um, time off you know you're not hunting the best ground you the shortcut thing will, will will definitely not yield results
1: yeah I mean everybody gets out there and they go and they walk like for everybody will walk 15, 15 minutes, 20, 20 minutes 20 minutes which is roughly um, what half On, mile
0: yeah yeah in the woods.
1: People are walking more now. I, we'd be surprised how deep we've seen some public land uh, guys. Dicky mos. But because people walk more now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's becoming like, popular. People think you got to walk really far. You don't have to. you got to walk hard. Walking far versus walking hard through difficult stuff yeah. is, is, is completely different.
0: Whether that be elevation or habitat.
1: Yep. You can walk like a half mile, whether it's through some thick shit or up a hillside or up a steep cliff. Hell, I hate
0: walking sometimes uh, hanging trail cams in uh, thin pants because of the stinging nettle. The what? The stinging nettle?
1: Stinging nettle? Yeah, yeah. Is that a
0: word? Uh, It's it's the type of plant with like... It's not needles, it's nettle? It's nettle. (laughs) And you will literally... You know, to hang that trail cam, you, you it feels like a million bee stings going on for
1: like... I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like... A little prickly shit. Yeah,
0: my, my hiker pants are way too thin. I'm,
1: I'm For that last glass emission that I retired on, my fucking thighs are still tore up from it. Awful. Just so, some thorns and shit. So yeah, like sometimes walking like CRP
0: or maybe you have to crawl through some honeysuckle or autumn olive, that sucks way more than necessarily distance.
1: Yeah. And then um I would say... I would say um, don't access your public pieces the same place everybody else does.
0: That's true.
1: That's a big tip there. That's, that's a big one. Because mm-hmm. everybody, you know, everybody accesses shit from the parking lots, and they just do like the uh, – they they flower off of that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just big flower off of that parking lot. But if you can park there, walk a mile sometimes. Mm-hmm. We've walked far. Yes. Down down the road, and then, and then kind of then access it. And then, and then the kind of back door, and then you don't even got to walk that far in the woods. Yeah. You might go a half mile into the woods, but you walked a mile down the road to have that back door access. That's huge. Which you can walk a mile
0: on a gravel road in roughly 20 to 22 minutes. At a good That's pace. That's a
1: very uh, precise answer. I walk a lot on a treadmill <laughs> for my warm-up for my
0: workouts. I literally like timed it out one time. Like, if you break a twenty minute mile <laughs> on on a walking pace, you're doing good. I actually know this.
1: If you got a heavy I do pack enough, on, too, yeah, yeah, too. I do enough working out to know that kind of shit. I got a pretty my whitetail pack gets heavy just because of filming shit. Yeah. And then I don't I don't skimp on, but it doesn't bother me, you know. And I the dri- weight weight on my shoulders, you know, I can have a fucking seventy pound hunt pack. It doesn't matter because I'm not walking that far for fucking whitetail. Nobody is. These dudes that say they only hunt two miles back from the road. I'll just tell, that's the only place that you can kill big bucks in public. Bullshit. What state are you in?
0: Yeah, because I literally looked one time, and, and one of those pieces of, of forest I have experience on is a... I think it's one mile by two mile, no roads. So
1: that's probably or, the farthest it, uh, is, of, in the, Ohio. It
0: literally is one of the, like, furthest road-to-road areas. So... Don't get me wrong. Some places have less parking lots, which I like.
1: And you end up, you end up, yeah. So you end up walking further because of that. Yeah. And then you, you also have. might be walking farther in order to um, backdoor access, like a spot. Mm-hmm. But hey, people aren't walking that far. We have a couple spots where it's like a mile and a half. Yeah, that was, the pinch is the about pinch? a mile and a half.
0: The pinch is far.
1: Um, but um, that's that's not the hardest walk though. Um, but. There's um there's not that many places in Ohio where you're where you can where you can walk over mm-hmm. a mile without hitting a road. Yeah. It's just uh, or you're getting close to it, you know, yeah. getting close to another road. Now,
0: you may you may have a road and like a 400 yards straight up hill like, you know, bust your ass to get up. And, and there are very few guys that will do it and then
1: I like that too yeah, if it's if it's public access like right off the road and then when you're driving by, it's like a straight up mm-hmm. hill there. that's that's, that's money in the bank because no one's going up that.
0: Yeah, and I I do think that the difference between turkey hunters going far and, like, say, a whitetail hunter going far, um, and actually there was a question on this. The
1: squirrel bangers. We'll see those fucking deep.
0: Carrying a twenty two ain't nothing. Deep in the woods, but but he, <laughs> squirrel blasters. Like
1: what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> I'm deep. I'm like I'm like you know a mile in here, like on some big hills, and there's some come guy come poking through with. Some I'm not gonna lie, one of my I best. On and shooting some
0: squirrels. Like <laughs> what my, damn it, one of my best squirrel spots <laughs> is like 400 yards up a bluff. <laughs> but there's a bunch of hickories, uh-huh. and like it, it's just a really good squirrel spot. Anyways, um. That one of the guys was asking about it, but like I don't think people will hunt where deer will go die low in the big woods, in the big hills.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Well, think of where we dragged Andy's. Andy has notoriously shot two does back-to-back years in, in a in a seed tick. Yeah. Dude, I don't think many whitetail hunters could pull a deer out
1: of the seed tick so
0: low. There's no
1: way. That's true. it's true. You got to think about how to get it out of there. I think Um, a lot of guys... Well, nowadays, everybody's like, pack it out. You're only cool if you pack your deer out.
0: Dude, I'm packing my deer out this (laughs) year. There was a question. Some guy said, how are you planning on getting your deer out? Like, if you look at me,
1: me in particular... (sighs) I might pack them out. I don't know. I've always just drug them out, though. You know, you can usually call somebody. You can, sometimes. Sometimes. You should have called us for your buck last year. You refused. I did not have cell signal You're just trying to be a badass. Kobe I I, d- I did <laughs> not have self signal no. I, I think that um, when, when you when you finally got to, like to signal again and stuff like that and called us, I was like, why the fuck didn't you just drive uh, Dave you know, ten I, minutes away and d- call me? Dave dude. said I would have left my job at a heartbeat to fly. Yeah, pull a buck. exactly. Uh, you know, a lot of you were have called Ten guys, I would have done that though. Now my buck twenty
0: eighteen. You guys came, helped me drag. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so drove across the state.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was late too. It was a late night on like a work night. Yeah, cause you caught it midweek. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. Why'd you take a weekday off, dude? I do late that October? late October. I that's do not... that late October, man. Yeah, I, I it's don't.
0: A, I'm a volume shooter there late October. You do hunt a shit ton that time of year. Yeah, I, I I
1: like it. Um, well, that's 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 something right there to avoid the weekend warriors. Is um, oh yeah. The weekend work is gonna be hot and heavy in November. And if you're gonna take
0: a Friday off versus a Monday, you're better off to take the Friday because there's been less hunting pressure the prior couple days. Yeah, you know, I told the, you that. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Thursdays
1: are are the ideal day in my mind mm-hmm. because some people will do the Fridays. We the probably shouldn't be sharing weekends. that. That's like a that's like a like that's like a Patreon level tip right there. <laughs> a Patreon level. We don't have a Patreon. Do we need one? Uh, I mean, why not, you know? Well, you can get a couple bucks. We could buy some more beer. Or uh, <laughs> or babysitting or, for, for our yeah, kids. Yeah, or just and, like a tag or something, you know? Mm-hmm. That's another thing. We do like hunting around different states now. Um, we should have done it earlier. Yeah. Because you can only kill one buck in Ohio. That's the biggest regret I have is looking at myself between when we got out of college, let's say uh, yeah. 20 Not hunting in Indiana and Kentucky, you know? Because
0: I would have shot a several more bucks, and you learn a lot in that final 10 seconds. And... and it's a
1: big regret. Like so so I shot that buck last year. It was it was like a touch under one twenty mm-hmm. when I scored him out. Um like pretty he, he had pretty pretty heavy bases, you know. So but uh he uh like I've passed so many deer probably bigger than him, you know, score wise, you know, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Just, yes. Just and then, you know, and it's just like it because you can only shoot one buck in Ohio. You know, and and you know you you you, you just kind of want to hold yourself out for like that that more bit that more you yeah, know larger mature frame that like one forty ish that one thirty yeah big frame you know that's what you're holding out for and then you know but um it's funny
0: because maybe that made us a little bit better hunters passing those bucks. There's something closing have, uh, to closing the deal but there is also the fact that we have hunted like it's weird you know, you know you're holding out you go through seasons and eat tag soup because you're trying to like elevate your game you know you're trying to push your, your standard yeah. of, of buck but at the same time you learn a lot through going through that final 30 seconds
1: yeah but we'd have we'd both have some pretty good walls dude I'd, I'd, I'd have five more bucks <laughs> yeah. that's
0: that's the thing
1: I'd have five more 140s if I could shoot <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. Well, they weren't. None of them. Well, I would say that none of them were like blatant. Seven yards last year. Well, because I was, I double pumped right as I pulled the trigger. Because it was, it was, it was just. There's a lot of shit goes into that. Yeah, I put my release on late, like way after the my glove was on. Stupid. I, I got, like, the glove and the release was, like, bunched up there because I got in the woods kind of late that night. Mm. I, uh, it was a steep angle, so you're, like, drawing back and you're kind of, like, leaning down, you know? And then, so, like, your back tension isn't the best. And then, you know, and then, like, right as I'm about to shoot him, I had, like, I I just had, I didn't have the best back tension. I kind of halfway double-pumped my bow as I, my finger was ready to shoot, so I let the arrow fly on Mid double pump, and shot right next to him. Yeah, and then you know, then I missed the one with the recurve. I missed um. I'm, i I uh, I had to, had that one buck that I passed on that frontal shot at like 15 yards. I regret yeah. that to this day. I, think I had I had a frontal shot on him at 15 yards, but on high level too. I could see the trail he was on. You and know, he was going
0: to be broadside, pretty much, in like two more little, steps. Like yeah. he had to
1: walk past like one more bush, and I had him, you know. And then so I was like, well, yeah, clearly I'm going to wait for what he gets here. Everybody would have done the same thing as me, you yeah, know? yeah. But, um, you know, then he like in those two steps, he caught scent, and he didn't he he didn't do the pause thing. That's why I tell you, you got lucky on you know, multiple deer. Like, last two ones you shot, mm-hmm. they stopped and they paused. They smelled something, something right, stopped and paused yeah then you shot him yeah that deer didn't pause i've had a couple deer not pause Mm -hmm. you know and they're just like like literally mid-stride fucking smell something and they're gone Mm -hmm. you know but my buck last year the one i shot last year he fucking clearly he spooked he saw i think he saw i swear he saw my sticks or he smelled something saw my sticks i don't know what it it was um he, he I, was at low. Your stick. I was. If you I was, look at his eyes, they are eye level. I was lower, and he he came. They came from the top, and, and it, it was right in that like. Um, it was later morning, so the thermals, I don't think had had started to go up yet, but they were getting close. Mm. The fourth floor was starting to get some sun, mm. and so he was coming down. So I think my thermals were. It was it was very. It was right there borderline. So, I mean, they came from right, right from uh, above me, you know, like, and this like is, an hour this later, was minutes a later. Pimp
0: because the doe was following the buck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Craziest thing I've ever November seen November 2nd? Yeah. doe was following the buck. Yeah. Yeah. The doe didn't give a shit. Like, like he got my scent or he got, he got spooked. I don't know if he got my scent or what it was. He, he caught some shit he kind of freaked out dude didn't give a shit she was ever just eating she was eating she was eating it's like just gnawing on some like uh, some scrub brush yeah something and uh yeah it was weird but well, yeah she was following him it was cool it was a good foggy morning you could see his breath coming yeah, out of his yeah. nose and stuff that was kind of cool
0: yeah well, Dave, I think we've ran through a, a fair amount of questions, discussion points. Ran through some beers, too. Yeah. What time is it? It's, uh, shit, I gotta go. You gotta go, dude. It's one I got a dinner jokes.
1: reveal party I gotta go to. Um, It's, it's gonna suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well, Dave, I I've, I actually really enjoyed this podcast. I think that the people will get a lot of, out of it. Yeah, first um, one in person, too. First we've one in person.
1: In, yeah, we ain't been able to do this. Yeah. Because of goddamn COVID and shit. No. When you had the baby and stuff, you know, and you didn't want to kind of yeah, a little bit of shielding there. Yeah.
0: Um there was something I was gonna t- tell about this oh, um you said one tag in Ohio, dude. I I passed two or three bucks because I only had one tag. Yeah. Like I had a ten point one time, probably a one twenty, would have been the biggest dude, I could think of three or four deer <laughs> if I'd have had two tags, I'd a shot. Dude, I had I'd, I'd, i had a couple climber bucks.
1: What um isn't it the um the Illinois Iowa guys? It's it's all two bucks, right? Uh, Illinois gives you two bucks. Illinois gives two bucks? Yeah. yeah. I would, if
0: you're like that's, a landowner.
1: You know, because then, because you know, because then, you know, I know some of them guys out there in Illinois are chasing giants, but. You could probably shoot the good buck and hold out for a second
0: giant. Yeah. Versus here, if you're trying to climb the ladder, you passed a lot of bucks that if you killed would be good for your wall yeah. and and. and if you're in
1: Illinois, like, um, we could ask Kurt, you know. Mm-hmm. If 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 Kurt only had one tag. one tag, would he shoot that? Like, if you put his he shot, wall, he's we, yeah, we, We've yeah. seen his wall. He's got like a handful of what, like one forties, one fifty-ish bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: If he only had one tag, would he have shot those? Yeah, we could ask him. It'd be a good,
0: uh, like, hey, I, like I probably would have passed, and it might have been time Your year factor. It might have been like, you know, several yeah. things. His because he Cisco's a guy who lives here in Ohio, so he's got one tag, and and I I really like what he talks about is. Early in the year, he is super picky. He's holding out for a super high caliber deer. Hmm. That dude's a—I mean—he's a big buck killer. And yeah. then, then later in the year, he's like, "Man, I want to kill a buck, but like, that what's, whole, what's that the whole, biggest buck I got access to?" Yeah, right yeah.
1: Now? and that whole like, don't 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 pass on something the first day you pass on on the last, you know, down—that's nah, bullshit. You know, it's—I think it's for,
0: for for a lot of times that is some some BS.
1: You know, it's like no, yeah, <laughs> like you, you just started your season. You know, you're you're not going to shoot a. Uh, you're not going to shoot a a a smaller caliber buck early, you know. You, your your standards definitely drop as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. I feel. You no, know, it might raise. You know, maybe because then if you got like a if you got like some ag somewhere close to you, and you got like a big buck that is probably going to come back to the ag late on late. Yeah, we might. don't
0: have we don't have the best like late season. Like late season is not a real thing. I, I love with Tony Peterson. Um, Said about late season, you know, you hear all these articles and these guys. Oh, late season's the best. What on property? fucking Winky, Likoski? yeah, yeah. late season's great, yeah. But the, for the, the average dude, even the average guy with a uh, private land, he can't necessarily bank on that unless he's got the best food in the area.
1: You got to find, um, so so late season is is kind of a, um, it's kind of one of those things where the deer. They kind of, they find that they have found where they haven't gotten pressured and stuff throughout the season. So yeah. it's like a feast or famine thing. You know, you, you, you don't, um, late season's tough because you'll go hunt without seeing deer at all yeah but then we, you'll see you'll have a hunt where you'll see 20 even on public land you'll see 20 deer sometimes you, you've you had got some a, good late season hunts because have. you gotta find where they go that they, they go somewhere you mm-hmm. know the, the, the deer even after all the gun seasons like that the deer go somewhere they go somewhere safe
0: period we, yeah and we talked about it sometimes it's it's not necessarily like late season you don't necessarily need one day you need two You need some scouting time Mm -hmm. and then the next day to go in for it because,
1: like you said, a lot of it is empty. A lot of it doesn't have deer. Um, I would say the setting up on fresh sign thing is almost better that time of year.
0: Yeah, could be. I don't have the most experience late season knocking even does down.
1: No, yeah we but but if you find a sign if you see the tracks and if you see the deer You had in some area, stellar
0: uh, late season hunts You just got to gotta
1: find them. You just got to go and find them, you know, cuz they're somewhere, you know. You, you've they, had a triple buck fight. Late tri- season. Triple buck fight around like uh, like Christmas yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Three mm. bucks just like they they weren't they they were kind of going at it. They weren't going crazy, but they were they were hitting it pretty hard. Two two good bucks, two bucks which it was late season so I would have shot both of them. Not the, not not giants, and then the um there was like a like a smaller like four pointer that was like trying to get any action. Just like hey, let me get in here, let me get in there. He was kind of coming there and poke around, and he'd kind of run back, and they were fighting. He was like, ah, oh, I want I want to fight too, and it was it was kind of funny. Uh, and that was me and Andy hunting that time, and then uh, the piece yeah, that piece gets
0: good gets good late season.
1: But and then we but well, we found him. You know, we, we were kind of we were kind of poking around that day. Actually, we went to we went to hang in a spot and Andy was hanging in the stands and he fucking was clanking around and shit like that and I was like dude pull him down pull him down was he running around with that piece of crap muddy I or don't know maybe with the
0: big old the, the millennium strap. oh the millennium m
1: 7s what he had at the time yeah. and yeah and it, 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 it doesn't hang the best no um, but he was, uh, he like, he made a couple of and I was like, dude, fucking bring it down. Like no. stop what you're doing. <laughs> stop. We got to go somewhere else. This now. is like a, a coach
0: calling or a quarterback calling an audible. <laughs> like, like this is not going to work. You
1: done fucked up the whole spot. Now we got to go somewhere else, which we, you uh, know, we were kind of bickering a little bit. We do that. You know what I He's been budged for a long time. Um, long time. I was his best man at his wedding. He was the best man at my wedding. And, uh. I was like, you know, we we're kind of bicker a little bit, but I was like, we got to fucking go somewhere else. So we did, so we kind of started poking around, you know, went to a new area. We we saw some, you know, it was like late season, like I said, we saw some hot deer trails and we and we said, this is, this is work right here. And we set up yeah. and saw a triple buck fight.
0: Well, uh, Dave, we are definitely pushing our limits here. I, you've got to go here soon. I got to export this stuff. I'm going to actually try and post this tonight, I think. All
1: right.
0: Um, but uh, as for the listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, let us know what you think. You know, if you feel these in-person podcasts are significantly better, um, you know, we'd be interested to, to hear from you guys. Um, by all means, I appreciate the feedback, or the feed, the feedback on feedbook. the Facebook. the feedbook, yeah. yeah. The, feedback. the feedback for sure. The feedback on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, the feedback on the Facebook. Uh, letting us know what we should talk about,
1: whitetails. And, and I like th- the Q&A thing. It's like, yeah, I, I definitely like the Q&A thing. You know, it gets the like, just, I don't know, it gives us, we don't have to, like, think about a topic and talk some shit. Like, we can just, like, read off it and say, like, oh, yeah, this person wants to talk about this. Okay, we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, Team Harder and
1: Bucks, I think we're out. All right.